0: To episode ninety six of the Various the Sunday Podcast. I am your host Matt Harmon, joined live from the Vault Studio on the beautiful campus of Grace College and Theological Seminary by my good friend, my colleague, my co host, and the man who is responsible for bringing in truckloads of money to our institution, John Scott Sloat. Doc, what's happening? Well, as we record today, we are uh, first day of November. Yeah. It's, cr- it's a crisp day. It is. It is. Yesterday was Reformation Day. Mm-hmm. Yes. So as you know, that's a, a relatively big deal in our family usually.
1: Yeah. Did you shave your head again into the Martin Luther haircut? I chose not to. This year? This year. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, maybe in years to come. We'll see. But... Um, should we mention that we're using new equipment?
0: Yeah, we should. So we walked into the studio uh, here on campus and... Uh, there's brand new equipment sitting here. I mean, the microphones and the headphones are the same, but the um, the actual the recording board, device, yeah, that records uh, has uh, been essentially replaced, and it's like, uh, like light years ahead of what we used to have here. Yeah, I, I
1: feel like my voice is smoother uh, all of a sudden <laughs> on this new equipment. Indeed, and we're hoping it's recording. Uh, that, we're that's, assuming that's it the is. other piece.
0: Yes, yes, we're assuming that we're actually recording here. So, um. But, uh, yeah, so did you guys do anything for Halloween, Reformation Day, weekend? Um,
1: so our neighborhood, uh, like, we'll decorate houses for Halloween. And yeah. so we had probably 30-plus trick-or-treaters, uh, mostly young children uh, dressed up in very adorable costumes. So that was a lot of fun. Okay. Do you have a go-to candy that you use? Like, No. my My wife, fearing we'd run out of candy— Bought, I think, two fifteen-pound bags. Oh my goodness! And so uh, I brought both. Probably what what, what remained was two seven-pound bags of candy <laughs> uh, to campus <laughs> this, this morning, and gave one away to my Greek class. So
0: I, I wondered if you would pawn that off on on our Greek students.
1: I did. I did. Uh, I have advising appointments tomorrow. The rest will go out then at go. some point during. The yeah, day.
0: that's that that's that's a good move. That's a good move there. Speaking of good moves, if you'd like to contact the show, wow. you New can reach us better segue. Yes. Uh, <laughs> you can contact us on Twitter at VNSPod. Uh, you can email the show, various and sundry podcast at gmail.com. We are also on Facebook and YouTube. You can find us at various and sundry podcast. We would also love for you to go ahead and leave a review and a rating, a five-star rating, of course. And uh, before the show here, we discovered a very strange thing. A, r- a review was taken down. Yeah, and that interesting? And uh, it was the review that said something to the
1: effect of love Matt and John, but boo Mets. Well, maybe that person felt convicted uh, <laughs> about their sin and, and they went down and just – Took it down electively. I see. And and I think it's probably good for you to go
0: on the record and and, and w- with – did you or did you not have any role in getting that taken down?
1: Uh, n- I had no role. Uh, I would not know how to do that. <laughs> um, and I don't think Apple would take that seriously enough uh, for me to be like, oh, my gosh. I said boo about his favorite baseball team. We got to yeah. help this guy out. Okay. Yeah. So I – I don't think so. I don't think I had anything to do with it. I definitely didn't have anything to do with it. Yeah. Okay. All right. Just, so I, it's got to be elective to me or uh, Apple, they, they violated some sort of podcast code um, involving the New York Mets, obviously. Obviously, yes. Um, I mean the owner is
0: like billions and – has billions upon billions of dollars. So yeah. maybe he's got a whole uh, a whole staff of people who scour the internet – for negative
1: coverage. Well, he is, he is, he may have billions. They're not perhaps ethical billions, but they are billions, (laughs) you know? Uh, So yeah, maybe, maybe, Uh, or perhaps they thought they were talking about the Met Gala. And so they, Mm, the Met Gala could have come after them. I mean, there's a lot of potentials here. All right. All right. Well, speaking
0: of potential, let's talk about your New wow. York football Jets. It is true.
1: The better equipment, the better the Segway gets. <laughs> yes, uh, the Jets won yesterday in surprising fashion uh, behind you know the, the thoroughbred Mike White. Uh,
0: at, <laughs> Who is Mike White?
1: Uh, he played at Western Kentucky <laughs> oh University, um, well-known as a quarterback school. Factory, yes. Uh, and uh, they— he was drafted by, I think, the Cowboys in the second round, like three years ago. Okay, and uh, ended up as the Jets' backup, and uh, you know threw for over 400 yards. It was a pretty good day. Yeah, I, I'll be honest, I don't, uh, I don't
0: understand what happened. I, I saw none of the game, and yeah. I'm guessing you did not see it either. You probably followed it by. I watched a little line on my phone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, the Bengals coming into that game were five and two. Five right? and two. So this this was a surprising result.
1: Would you yeah, say I think it was a little bit of they had a big win last week, and they were looking ahead. So I think it was a bit of a trap game for okay. them. Okay, yeah. So um,
0: all aboard the Jets hype train. So they are two and five? two and five, I
1: believe. Yeah, they had a bye week already. Okay. All right. So yeah, yeah. I mean, it was a it was it was a fun game to follow on my phone. Remind me. What was your prediction at the beginning of the year that they would go? Oh goodness, Six I and think eleven. A, I or think I said like they that? had seven or eight wins. I think okay. was my prediction. All right, so they're gonna have to pick it up a little bit to get. Yeah, there. yeah, I think so. Okay, I mean they got Miami twice on that schedule still. Okay, so yeah. there's Miami's not very good. They're not, but neither are the Jets. No, they're not either. Yeah, the NFL is just so strange
0: that way, though. Even bad teams. Yeah. On a on any given Sunday, can can beat a good team, mm-hmm. and I think the Bengals are a good team, not a great team. They're still I mean, a young team. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, that was an interesting. Any 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 other NFL things that stood out to you this past weekend? I, I, I didn't well really Thursday watch night.
1: I mean, you saw the Aaron Rodgers memes, didn't you?
0: Oh, yes,
1: yes. That was great. Yes, that was a great facial yeah, expression. Yeah, he
0: got knocked down, and his helmet's like halfway off, and he's got this really wide-eyed look to see if he completed the pass. And,
1: yeah, I mean, it was a great Halloween look.
0: Yeah, yeah oh, yeah, totally. For sure. Totally. Um, so, yeah, I caught a little bit of the uh, Bears-Niners game yesterday. Um, Justin Fields looks like he's continuing to kind of slowly progress
1: um they lost but still he looked better i think um did you catch well it would have been on at the same time but the colts uh versus the titans yesterday that was a good I game i caught the end of it yeah. so i caught like the last 2 minutes of regulation plus overtime
0: yeah um carson went through one of the worst interceptions i've ever seen at with like a minute 45 left that Back, seems par for the course though yeah backed up on his own like 5 yard line like he he literally tried to throw the ball left-handed to avoid a safety and ends up throwing it right to a Titans defender
1: practically in the end zone. It was like a one-yard pick six. Love it. Yeah. Classic Wentz. Yeah. I, I, and the Jets have uh, the Colts on Thursday Night Football this week. Okay. And that's a winnable game as well for the Jets. Yeah. And one you can watch. Yeah, it'll be on Amazon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's exciting. Things are looking up for you, John. Things are looking good, <laughs> except for the World Series.
0: Ah, uh, yes. We can mention that briefly here, right? I mean, yeah. the, uh, the Braves uh, failed in their mission to close it out last night. So, game uh, six, six mm-hmm. is Tuesday night. So, when this episode drops, it'll be th- it'll that, be that night. Uh, that night. Yeah. yeah. We're here on Monday. Yes. Um. Let's talk a little college football here. So big weekend of college football for the Big Ten in particular. Yeah, Uh, The marquee game was, at least in my view, the Ohio State Buckeyes playing the Penn State Nittany Lions. And um, Ohio State won, thankfully,
1: 33-24. Not as convincing as it should have been. Um, Is it one of those ones where the score doesn't really reflect how the game felt? Well, you know what I mean? So Ohio State
0: kicked a field goal with like probably three minutes left to go up by nine. So that that you know up two scores with three minutes left is is a tall task. Sure. So, uh, but Ohio State played a very sloppy football game. They had I could be wrong on the exact number, but I think it was five trips, five trips to the red zone, scored one touchdown, uh, three field goals, uh, and went for it on fourth down and didn't get it another time. Uh, that, that's not going to win you big games. No, that's not great. So that's that's problematic. Their their red zone efficiency was terrible, uh, but they got a defensive score. They had a uh, picks, uh, sorry, a, a scoop and score, a fumble caused. <laughs> <laughs> One of their three hundred pound defensive linemen ran it in from fifty seven yards out. So it's nice. always, always fun to watch a big guy yeah, run love, that far with Love the with big the guy football. to score. Yeah,
1: good touchdown dance at the end of it. Uh,
0: I think he was just exci- relieved to be done running. <laughs> Went straight for the oxygen. Yeah, <laughs> yes. They showed a they showed the replay and they put the. They put the stopwatch on him for his 40 time and he had a running start to get to the 40 from the 40 to the end zone. And it was still like 5.2 seconds with a running start. I love it. <laughs> so it was interesting. Uh, Ohio State had like seven pre-snap penalties, false starts. They're hmm. at home. That's just inexcusable. Yeah. Uh, so they, they did not look sharp, but they did enough to win. So that was, that was good. Uh, the other marquee game of the weekend of the Big Ten was Michigan State beating Michigan.
1: Yeah. 37-33, I think, was the final. Harbaugh just can't can't get a win in the Big Ten, it feels like, or against a good team in the Big Ten. Well, against say. his rivals. Yeah. I mean, the two primary
0: rivals you have as a Michigan coach are obviously Ohio State and then Michigan State. Mm-hmm. And his record against them is terrible. Like He's never beaten Ohio State. And he's beaten Michigan State now, I think, just— is he beaten them twice, maybe? Maybe. I so think. he's like 500 against them? No, he's been there longer than four years, I think. So he's under 500 against them. Ugh. No good. But uh, yeah, it's uh, so Michigan State is now undefeated. And uh, they actually jumped Ohio State in the rankings, which- Really? Yeah. I mean, they're undefeated. Ohio State has one loss. Yeah. And if you talk to the odds makers in Vegas about who would be favored in that game, Ohio State would probably be at least a touchdown, maybe a 10-point favorite. Okay. So they'll play. They'll sort it out on the field. Yeah. Um, so, and the, uh, so Tuesday, so when this drops, the night that this drops, will be the first official college football playoff rankings. So the rankings up to this point are just the AP poll and the coaches poll. Okay. Which are essentially irrelevant. The college football playoff committee releases their first set of rankings this Tuesday. Okay, So we'll see how that shakes out. My guess is Ohio State will be probably around 6th. Okay. <laughs> so, which is really not that – that, that doesn't, doesn't matter. That's that within striking distance. Yeah. The first time the playoff rankings were released uh, in 2014 when – during the first year of it, Ohio State was like 13th or 14th. Hmm. And they ended up finishing 4th to get into the playoff and then winning it. So 6th will be just fine. Yeah. I'm not worried. Uh, anything else in the world of sports, John? Uh,
1: the Knicks beat the Bulls. So the Knicks are, what are Five they Five like? and one. Okay. That's a good start. It is. So it we is. play tonight. I can't remember who we played tonight, but we have somebody. They've been fun. So do you get the NBA League Pass to watch? No, no, no. No, I don't. But you did get you had the uh, the
0: baseball one right. Uh, I had the baseball MLB one. pass. That's or right. What was that called? MLB Network. No, what's, uh, at it, bat. Okay. MLB at bat. There you yep. go. So uh, not springing for the uh, NBA league pass
1: to watch your well, Knicks. I I did one year for the Knicks and they won four games. <laughs> uh, or maybe maybe it felt that way. They won four <laughs> games. So I, I kind of went, gosh, they got to get a lot better. Yeah. So maybe maybe next year we'll look into it. But right now, five and one, six and one, wherever they're at, quite okay. good. Okay. That's a lot of fun. Uh, they got a game tonight on NBA TV, so I'll be watching that. Okay. Good stuff. Good stuff. Well, speaking of good stuff,
0: our main topic for today, we're stepping away from the parables. This is a more of a current events kind of uh, uh, a discussion here. And uh, our topic for today is the end of Together for the Gospel. Mm-hmm. So, John, why don't you explain what Together for the Gospel is? We shouldn't assume that all of our listeners necessarily know what that is. Sure.
1: Uh, Well, Together for the Gospel is an every other year gathering, Um, and that's all it is. It's a gathering of uh, people around kind of of a common identity. I don't know if that's the right term, but uh, to hear uh, people uh, preach and teach about the gospel and how it's impacting ministry, it's a— pastors' conference of sorts without being the movement, maybe, that the Gospel Coalition is where there's blogs and things like that. This is strictly the conference. Yeah, that's correct. Um, and they meet every other year, ironically, the opposite year of the Gospel Coalition yes. in Louisville, Kentucky at the Yum Center yeah. uh, where University of Louisville plays basketball. So yeah. uh, it started, goodness, what was the first year? Was it 08? 2006. 2006. Um, And they've been meeting every other year, except for that COVID year Um, where they did a
0: virtual. They did a virtual thing.
1: Yeah. So uh, yeah, it's been going. I've been to maybe half of them. I've been to three or four. All right. I think. How many have you been to? All of them. Were you at the very first one? I was. Wow. How many people were there?
0: There might have been. Oh. I'd say there's there's probably a thousand there. Okay. It was at the uh, at the Galt House Hotel. Yes, yeah. right next, right it's right, right next to the Yum Center. Yeah. Um, and actually, the only reason I got to go is because uh, there was a group going from my church at the time, and someone backed out at the last minute, so there was an extra ticket. They couldn't get a refund or anything, and they offered it to me.
1: Sweet. I'm sure, I'll go for free. Yeah.
0: So, uh, yeah, started in two thousand and six. I've been to every one of them, and uh, yeah. So let's. Uh, it, I, I would just add to, to your summary that it's framed as sort of the outflow of the friendship of four figures to start. Right. Mm-hmm. So you had uh, Mark Dever, you had
1: Pastor of Capitol Hill
0: Baptist, yep, in, D. C. in Washington D.C. Mm-hmm. A, uh, a committed Southern Baptist, very committed. Yep. Uh, Al Mulver. Who was the is and was the president of Southern Baptist Theological Seminary? Obviously, a committed Southern Baptist. Yeah, fa- fa- <laughs> I would say, perhaps more committed than that, if that's possible. Uh, yeah, you know? I think that's probably fair to say. <laughs> and um, uh, Ligon Duncan, who uh, is the I don't know if he's the president or the chancellor. What are he's the he's the lead guy of uh, Reformed Theological Seminary. Yep, yep. And thus a. Uh, Pretty committed uh, PCA guy, yeah, Presbyterian. Presbyterian. Yep. And then the fourth was uh, C.J. Mahaney, mm-hmm. who uh, is, was is the founder and at the time was sort of the uh, lead guy for Sovereign Grace Churches, Sovereign Grace Ministries. Yep. And kind of the impetus for this com- for this conference was the uh, interest in. Those four guys coming together across some of their distinctive differences on what they would frame as secondary issues mm-hmm. and celebrating their unity in the gospel. Yeah. Now, it, it should be pointed out, all of them, despite some of those differences, are um, reformed in their understanding of soteriology. that That's kind of the—
1: Way to you use your big terms there, Doc. Study of salvation, yes. <laughs> yes. The—, the
0: um, That that's the core, right? This unity around reformed soteriology, and uh, allowing for differences on other issues of church and doctrine. Sure. So so it started in two thousand six, and has met every other year and even years, Uh, and they just announced. Uh, about a week ago, I think it was,
1: yeah, a week or two, yeah,
0: that they um that this upcoming conference in twenty twenty two April of twenty twenty two would be the final together for the gospel conference that they were doing mm-hmm. and uh only two of the original four are left in terms of kind of the planning and orchestration of the conference. Uh, CJ Mahaney uh, stepped aside probably six years ago now. Yeah, that sounds right. Right around there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just uh, recently, Al Moeller said, "I've got other things that I need to focus more time and attention on," so he stepped aside from that. Yeah, and that from the way that Mark Dever and Lig Duncan framed it, they kind of presented that as. That that was our signal that it's time to probably just end this thing and and move on. Mm-hmm. Um, so, when you heard the announcement,
1: what was your initial response or reaction? Um, I I think a little sadness. Yeah, you know, there there's sort of this gathering that we all look forward to every year of getting together and uh, worshipping and engaging and thinking and I love taking students to it because it exposes them to thinkers and teachers mm-hmm. maybe that they wouldn't have heard on their own or yeah. they wouldn't have heard in their local church and so that was always really good um, so yeah I think there was some sadness I, I think I also understood it uh, right they had started out as these four friends who were pulling this off and, and yeah. now they have lost 50% <laughs> <laughs> um, and obviously, there were background people who were helping them, and yeah, doing you know they have a team of people behind them, but, a large team, yes, yeah. Uh, but you know, they they decided to to step away. I'm sure there were things about my goodness, like the contract with the Yum Center and, and those sorts of things. So mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I, I was sad, but I, I think I also understood it. Yeah, what what were some of your thoughts? Very similar for me,
0: I. I wondered and we can we can either talk about this now or we can move it later in our discussion, but I want to make sure we touch on it, is it it, it felt to me like this is kind of the end of an era.
1: Hmm.
0: That uh when you think about the the so-called young restless reformed movement, mm-hmm. T4G has been a huge piece of that. Yeah. And the end of it is one more uh one more piece of what I think is sort of the kind of the end of the young restless reformed movement or at least a dramatic shift in the young restless reformed movement so that's part of what kind of got my attention in terms of thinking about what are the larger implications of this what what does this say about um What's going on in evangelicalism more broadly, and even in our culture? So, those are some of the questions that kind of it provoked in my head. Um, I think that uh, I've seen others point this direction. I think it's probably probably the case that twenty eighteen was really the end, and that you know twenty twenty was the COVID year. So that's kind of a weird. Just you know, yeah. throw that away. Uh, because twenty eighteen was uh, part of the discussion that year was on issues related to race. Mm-hmm. And I think it became apparent, and this is again before really, you know, uh, the explosion of uh, racial unrest in mm-hmm. our culture. But even then you could begin to see some of the um the fault lines within among evangelicals. On how do we address the issue of race mm-hmm. and what it what should we talk about, what shouldn't we talk about, what approaches are are valid and invalid, etc. Um I, I think that's where the cracks really started to show that unifying around reform soteriology was no longer gonna be enough to keep the coalition together, to, to keep the movement unified. Hmm. Those are my thoughts on that in terms of do you have a different take on that? What, what, do, what do you think on that? I'm not well, saying it's the entirety of the reason. Well, I,
1: I think that's a piece. Of sure. It. I, I think that's definitely a part of it uh, for sure. Just see – even in seeing some people's responses uh, to, mm-hmm. to some of those things and getting text messages from friends that were upset by, by the Twitter mob. Um, yeah. But uh, – so, so I think that's a piece of it. I I also think that the young restless reform movement frankly isn't that young anymore. Mm-hmm. You know uh, – these guys were probably an older generation for the Young Restless Reformed, and that's that, that's a, that's an important observation. That I, I would not
0: put Dever, Duncan, Mahaney, and Moeller as part of the yeah. Young Restless Reform movement. They were the figures that the Young
1: Restless Reform looked up to. I agree. Yeah. I agree. And I and I think there's a tendency when when you have a movement like that, there are some elder statesmen that they always look to. Sure. Um, when you have a movement like that. 100%. Usually 15 to 20 years younger. Yeah. Um, and so I I think that group as these guys are what getting into their late 50s? I don't I don't know these guys ages. That was a big guess. I I think that's probably right.
0: Mhm.
1: Yeah, I think that's probably right. Um, you know, the, these other guys that are coming behind them are now getting into their into their 40s, some into their 50s. You know, I, I think the Young Restless Reformed is less young than it used to be. <laughs> Maybe even more restless in some even ways. Even more restless, <laughs> yes, uh, um, than, than it was at, at one time. Yeah. So I think that's part of it as well. Absolutely. Um, so
0: let's – what are some of your favorite – memories from T4G experiences? Um, or actually, maybe we need a bigger picture. What do you like about going to T4G? You mentioned the bringing students. Anything else that you like about going to T4G? Uh,
1: well, first of all, they give out a lot of free books. Hey, nothing uh, wrong with that. Yeah. And, and that's a very helpful piece. Yeah. Um, so when I can look at a student and go like, hey, pay this you know, $150, you're going to get almost $200 in books yeah. uh, back. That's That's like a, huh, moment for them. Yeah. Um, So there's that piece. I love that. Uh, I love, uh, I think the worship there is really interesting, right? Mm -hmm. There's ah, piano. <laughs> and a person playing it yeah. bob coughlin um and people just singing at the top of their lungs and it mm-hmm. just really echoes throughout the the whole thing yeah um oh, the whole place i also enjoy connecting with friends that i meet at this conference or uh, people that i can run into and, and have conversations with and those sorts of things so yeah
0: yes yeah, very similar for me um the, the older I get, the more I look forward to these conferences, less about the content than it is about yep. connecting with people that I yep. don't get to regularly see. So uh, that that's something that uh, I, I very much look forward to uh, every, every time the conference happens. Um, okay. So favorite memories from – You're digging at something in particular. <laughs> well, I, I mean – I'm not going to I'm not going to force you to share a story that you don't want to share. Um
1: okay. Well, it was my first T4G. <laughs> I think it was been 12? 12, I think so. Um and you in D- 2012. 2012 you 12. at the I time. No, was No, no, no. no, no. <laughs> Even when the first one happened I was 18. Yeah. But uh 2012. Uh I drove down, I think with you? No, no, no. no. I think Brent was my passenger. And was guiding me, Brenton, in Indiana, who yeah. I don't think listens to this. <laughs> um, but I was staying with somebody else. Do you remember right. this?
0: But you went back
1: with us, didn't you? I did. Okay. I did. Yeah. Um, so I was staying with somebody else. Um, yes. But we had a caravan of minivans uh, that went down. I think you were driving one. I think I yeah. was driving the other. Okay. And we're-, we're Carpooling down there, but Brent took over the driving for me when we were in the city because I was staying with somebody else. Um and you were staying across the river at a hotel. Does that sound right? That sounds right. Um, well, I I remember I was staying with these people. They were staying on campus at the seminary there in Louisville. And in the middle of the night it felt like somebody And this is maybe <laughs> so there's day one, there's a second full day, and then there's like a till four o'clock third day. Right. It was after the second full day where I woke up in the middle of the night and my stomach felt like somebody was twisting it. Yeah. And I excused myself, went to the bathroom and uh, did what you do when you have uh, stomach problems in the middle of the night. Um, in a violent manner. In a violent, violent <laughs> manner. Uh, and, I mean, I woke up my host uh, with with that. And I just, I just couldn't stop. I just couldn't stop, and so they eventually took me to the hospital. Yeah. Um, and before I went, I called you, and I was like, "I, I think I was still calling you, Doctor Harmon, at the time." I was like, <laughs> "Doctor Harmon, I'm, I'm, I'm sick. They're taking me to the hospital. Please get me my free book tomorrow." <laughs> yep. Um, <laughs> awful. Um. And then uh, and then um, I. Yeah, got got out of the hospital, and I mean, I, did they give
0: you fluids? I don't. I'm trying to remember. Yeah, them. they
1: gave me fluids in a and a anti nausea medicine that I that I won't go into great detail about. <laughs> um, but it knocked me out. Um, I got back to my buddy's apartment probably like ten in the morning. We had been up all night and uh, went to sleep and didn't wake up until it was time to go. Came and found you at the conference. Yep. This is so weird to talk about with a 2020 lens because I remember walking into the conference and like walking around the Yum Center <laughs> while ill. Something that yeah. just doesn't happen anymore. Yeah. Um, and uh, you guys loaded me up in the car and we we drove back uh, to Indiana and I I lost about 15 pounds. <laughs> yes, in, in a 24 hours, 20, 20 36 hour yeah. time frame. Yep. So I missed the last day of Miss John Piper. That's what I remember. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, that is one of my favorite memories from the, from, from the many
1: years of going as well. Um, oh, my. I've never been more sick in my life. Yeah. Never been more sick. Yeah. So um, I,
0: I, I always enjoy catching up with friends that, that, you know, those sort those are the sort of memories that stand out. Uh, having conversations with friends that I don't get to see as, as often as I'd like Um I am gonna take it a different slightly different direction in terms of um one of the messages that stands out from all these years, you know, and it, it it can be a blur. Uh
1: but I don't know that
0: I'll I I'll ever forget Lig Duncan's message
1: on number six. I was about that was that's the one message that really sticks out to I mean, me. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That that is that is a message that just um was just this masterful blend of faithful exposition, mm-hmm. Christ-centered preaching, warm-hearted pastoral application. It was uh, just money, absolutely yeah. money. It was so good. Yes. Now, I, I I would be remiss if I did not throw in one of my uh, things I don't like about Together for the Gospel. I think you've heard me say this before. Maybe. I— I don't appreciate that they don't uh, tell you who's speaking oh, when yes. on the schedule. Yes. They just they just do this main session one, main session two, main session three, and they don't tell you who's speaking. And the supposed rationale for this is, well, we don't want to feed into this celebrity pastor thing where people are just going to hear um, their guy or their guy's. To which I want to say, uh, number one, I'm an adult. <laughs> Please treat me as one. I'm not a kid. Please treat me as an adult. Yeah. Number two, everybody on the list is a celebrity pastor at mm-hmm. some level. It, you know, it's a big name. A celebrity pastor has a pejorative sense. They're all big names. Sure. It would be different to me if they were plucking random guy from Arkansas who's a faithful pastor of like 175 con- – Congregant church, but they mm-hmm. want to highlight faithful small, smaller ministry guys. If that was the case, I'd be like, okay, I get it. Like, you don't want people just checking out of his session because nobody's ever heard of him. But that's not who's up there. None of those people are no names. Mm-hmm. They're all big names. And it also it, it 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 just drives me crazy because it it makes it harder to decide. You know, maybe it's worth more to skip a session, connect with somebody that I never get to see, yeah. than it is to hear. But maybe there's one person that I really, really wanted to hear. So it just, yeah, that's always been one of my big pet peeves about Together for the Gospel. Just tell me who's speaking when, and let me make my decisions.
1: Have you ever been at a conference where there was only one big name and everybody else was like a, a no. clearly a step down? Have you, no, have you ever I have been not. to one? Not, not not T4G, just a conference in general.
0: Um. No, nothing
1: immediately comes to mind. So I went to a city-to-city church planting conference one time. Okay. So, which is obviously connected with Tim with, Keller. with with yeah, Timmy K, the, the big Timmy K. Yeah. Um, um, obviously a list, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no one showed up for any of the sessions, other than the one that you know there was maybe three hundred people at each session until yeah. Tim Tim Keller got there. Then there was a thousand. Yeah. And that was that was wild.
0: Right but that's not what T4G
1: is. No, 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 no. I I agree with you about T4G. I'm I'm I wish they would have done that with this. Yeah. yeah. With this other conference because that would have been helpful.
0: Well, and even didn't um when when Timmy K was still the lead guy for Redeemer, they have like four or five different locations around New York City and they would not and tell and they won't announce no, they where don't. he's physically going to be preaching to avoid that very issue. Oh yeah. Which for all of my Qualms with that model of of church strategy, so to speak. I can I do appreciate that mm-hmm. they that they try to limit that. I, I do appreciate that.
1: And he refuses to take photos with uh, people that come to see him.
0: Does he okay. from out of town? Yep. I didn't know that.
1: Yep, not I. I don't know that from experience. I've heard that on podcasts and, and yeah. Other
0: see, because you're not that
1: guy. I'm not that guy. No, I don't go up and I don't talk to celebrities.
0: Yeah, you don't.
1: I I'll never forget uh, the guy from Lost was here. Um. Oh, the guy that um, played uh, the guy in the wheelchair. The guy that um, played uh, John Locke. Yeah, on the guy that Lost. played John Locke on Lost. Was, Blanking on his name. Yeah, but I know was I know. Uh, was in Winona Lake filming a movie. Yes. Um. And I remember I was down at Light Rail, Light Rail, our local coffee yep. shop. Yep. And I see him walk in. I make eye contact with him. I clearly recognize who he is. Yeah. He clearly recognizes that, that he's I been recognize. Recognized. <laughs> And then I said, would you mind moving? I need to get to the coffee. <laughs> I think I said, excuse me. I, you know, I well, was that, a bit more was polite. Very, very polite of you, yes. Guess. But yeah, I don't, I don't approach celebrities.
0: <laughs> no, you didn't even approach John McCain when he was on our flight from, or was that? Sydney to Tokyo? Is that where that no, was?
1: No, no, never approached celebrities. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't want to be bothered if I were that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that was not true of everyone in our in our group, though. Oh gosh! No. <laughs> oh, my, do we have time for that story? Briefly. I, yeah, we had a f- female student who did not get to go walk by him and see John McCain, um, and so she walked through first class with the video on her phone <laughs> on, and got <laughs> kicked out of first class by a flight attendant. Yeah, but she got the video. There you go. She got the video. I bully for her, right?
0: Um, anything else on, uh, on together for the gospel? This is, I do think this is kind of the
1: end of an era. Yeah. Uh, I think it's sad. I think we need more things that bring us together and less things that divide us. And, mm-hmm. uh, I, I think this was one of the things that brought us together. And it was also a good, um,
0: it, it was in a good rhythm with gospel coalition, mm-hmm. which obviously there's overlap there, even among some of the guys that are involved in both. But... Uh, gospel Coalition is very intentionally an attempt to be a movement, a network, a yeah. a larger thing. I mean, they've they've got the you know this massive website uh, with all sorts of resources, and and they're they're clearly a a movement kind of thing. Together for the Gospel was just a conference. That's it. Yep, that's it. And um, but it was nice that they. Alternated years, so that every year you had one of these huge national conferences yep. to uh, be able to reconnect with friends and uh, and hear good preaching and teaching, gather some good resources, those kinds of realities. So, uh, I do think that that is uh, it, it is sad. I, I am
1: curious if something will rise up to take its place. Yeah, I wonder if something. I don't know what it would be, but I, what somebody's got to be thinking of something. Yeah, I would think so. to To fill that conference gap
0: in April mm-hmm. of even numbered years, now.
1: Yeah, or or even like mini regional things could be interesting. Or
0: yeah, it makes you wonder. You know, I th- I think Gospel Coalition has done some regional conference kind of things. Mm-hmm. Will they consider making that a regular thing where they do regional every other year? So they do the big national on yeah. odd numbered years, and then even numbered years they do some sort of um regional based kind of thing. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see if they decide to do anything with that, but I I am I am saddened because I do think it is at least in part related to the um to the division within evangelicalism, mm-hmm. the division within even reformed evangelicalism. Oh yeah. That this is a this is an outworking of that at some mm-hmm. level. I think so. All right. Um, we'll throw some links there. There was a video that uh, Lig Duncan and Mark Dever shot that kind of where they explain what why they're ending it as of this point. So we can throw that link into the show notes there as well as there's a Christianity Today article that we can throw in the link.
1: And we're well. going to the conference, the the last conference yes. in uh, in April, and we'll we'll break it down here. Yes. Yes. I'm indeed. sure that'll be that'll be an episode of content for April at least. Yes. Yes.
0: All right, so we are at episode 96, and John, we need an athlete.
1: Yeah, so let's read through. I mean, goodness, this is the first time I'm looking at this list, so let's see <laughs> how it goes. This is going to be scary. Uh, Cortez Kennedy. you recognize that name? I don't. Okay. Um, he played in my watching lifetime, although on the West Coast. Yeah. So. Yeah, defensive tackle for the Seahawks
0: from 1990 to 2000, defensive player of the year in 92. So a pretty
1: dominant defensive player of his era. Uh Tomas Holstrom. Holmstrom. Do you recognize that name? I do. I do. Um okay. he was a he was a winger for the Red Wings. Yes, ninety to twenty twelve. I think won a few uh a few cups in there. Yeah,
0: the Red Wings won
1: some in there, so they had to have yeah. Yep. Um Pavel Bure. Recognize that name? Uh I do. Um I recognize it as a hockey name. I know nothing. It's absolutely about him. a hockey name. I don't know too much about him, um, but he played for hockey players play forever. Yeah, they really do. Um, Which I'm a little surprised by that. I mean, there's enough physicality and contact in there that you would that you would think maybe the careers wouldn't be as long. But yeah, I I don't think they have the knee injuries that other sports have because they don't plant. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, you hit a guy low, and they just the the skates just slide. Exactly. They don't stick. Exactly. And yeah. unless you get like slashed with one of those skates, you know, <laughs> yeah, the injuries are just fewer. Yeah. Um, meta world peace. Yes. Uh, Ron Artest Back yes. in the day, though,
0: officially, currently his name is right now it's Meta
1: Sandiford Artest. I wonder if he's suing Facebook.
0: That's right.
1: Yeah, Meta. Yeah, uh, I mean, just a thought, he, just a thought.
0: Yeah, Ron Artest, Meta World Peace, Meta Sandiford Artest, whatever we're calling him these days. He had a long career, like an eighteen-year career in the NBA, which is
1: kind of more and of. He was very good on the Pacers, and he was very good on the Lakers. Yep. Other than that,
0: more of a um, more of a defensive guy, not as not as much on the offensive end, but he he could occasionally, you know, put yeah. some points up on the board for you, but. And then our Ohio State entry, Sean Nuremberg was a – Nuremberger, sorry. Nuremberger was a kicker from 2014 to 2017, played in our national championship um, team.
1: So who you got, John? I have no idea. Uh, I mean I kind of just want to see Metaworld World Peace in a in a title <laughs> of our episode. I, I mean, I have no strong opinion
0: either. I, I'm gonna have a, I'm I'm gonna have some opinions next week, but um, oh, ninety seven. Yeah, I've okay. got some ideas for ninety seven. Okay.
1: So, you good with Meta World Peace? I'm good with Meta World Peace. Okay. All right. One thing you liked? Oh goodness, this is another thing I wish I had thought of before we came in here. Um, I'm gonna go with. Uh, I started listening to. I had mentioned probably a few months ago that I was listening to Andy Serkis' recording of The Hobbit. On, yeah, yeah, yeah. On, yeah. Uh, he did a uh, He's the guy that plays uh, uh, Gollum Yep. Uh, in the movies. He did an audio version of the, of the book, The Hobbit. Um, he now has released The Fellowship of the Ring, The Two Towers, and The Return of the King. Okay. So very, very good. So how far along are you then? Uh, I'm just in The Fellowship of the Ring. Okay. So I, I am at uh, Bombadil. Right now, yes. So I'm right, right at the start. Yeah, which it's interesting. He doesn't show up in the movies, Tom Bombadil. Yeah, he's kind of a he's a bit of a sideshow in the in the yeah. book. You know, he's not part of the main storyline. Correct. Yeah, you know, you look at that and you go, "Gosh, what was
0: Peter Jackson thinking?" Well, he's probably thinking, "I already made like a, a total of like 10, like twelve hour twelve hours of movie with the yeah. extended editions. If I throw him in there, it's another hour." Like, yeah. <laughs> um.
1: Although I get the impression when Tolkien's writing this, as I'm as I'm just listening to it even this morning, where I'm just like, "You were just having fun writing this character and just yes. kept going." <laughs> yep. Yeah. If you read
0: his letters, like there's a whole book that's a collection of his letters where he's writing with different writing different friends and that sort of thing. It's fascinating because he doesn't know where the story's going as he's starting this sequel to. The Hobbit, because mm-hmm. The Hobbit was written first, and yep. then the the Lord of the Rings trilogy is a, is a sequel. So, he's talking to friends about like I've got this idea for this character, and I'm not sure what I'm going to do with him. So it's just fascinating to see mm-hmm. him like in process. He didn't have this like master plan of like here's how it's all going to shape out. Now I just got to write it. He he did not write um, the Lord of the Rings trilogy that way. Hmm. Okay, so for me, I'm going to go with. A new uh, card game that our family has been playing of late. What's it called? It's called Wizard. Are you familiar with Wizard? No. No, I'm not. Okay. It has nothing to do with magic or anything like that. Okay. It is – it's kind of similar to um, uh, Euchre because there's there's trump and there's bidding involved. Okay. But it's a full deck of cards plus four wizard cards plus four jester cards and you play – Anywhere from three to six players. And every hand, there's uh, – every every player has to bid on how many tricks they think they can get based on their hand. So you start with one card. Everyone bids out of one. Okay. The next round, you bid out of two. And there's a point system in terms of scoring based on how many tricks you get. You're playing on your own for yourself. So hmm. it's, it's a good mix of a game that requires a little bit of thinking but not so much that you can't have good – Conversation across the table, so that it's 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 a it's a nice uh, it's a nice way to interact with friends without it being all consuming. All about the game, yeah, exactly. Oh yeah. So I'm gonna go with Wizard as my one thing I liked. So we've talked football, baseball, basketball. We've talked about the end of an era. Together for the gospel coming to an end. We've talked about several athletes that we really did not have any strong opinions about, and some of them we never really heard of before. Mm -hmm. We have talked about audiobooks. We've talked about card games. So I think, by definition, we have covered our various and sundry topics. And so it's time to call mission accomplished. Which means that, at this point, all that's left to say is, until next time show real good later